This is Bangarang Radio, a podcast network. For more shows, visit bangarangradio.com. I'm going out, I gotta go. I'll bang a ring on the radio. So turn it up, I'm telling you. I think I'm ready for something new. Hey, hello, it's nice to meet ya. Hey, come in and have a slice of pizza. Hey, hello, it's nice to meet ya. Hey, come in and have a slice of pizza. You're listening to Pop Punk and Pizza on Bangarang Radio. Hey, well, welcome to the second episode of Pop Punk and Pizza. I am Jacques Lamour, your host. And uh, first of all, I want to say thank you so much to everyone who listened to the first episode with Jeremy Marisi and uh, also for tuning into this second episode, obviously. Uh, special thanks goes out to uh, my friends and that uh, came out to Mantino Oktoberfest uh, just last week. Uh, the projection actually had a little... Reunion, so that was a little fun, and uh, I got to play some acoustic songs, so that was fun too. And uh, today's show is featuring a band called Louder Now, which is coined as what Chicago's premier premier emo premier. cover Number band. So uh, let me introduce. We'll go in a row here. This is why don't, actually we'll just you guys can say your names. How about that instead of me doing it? Because I think you could probably represent yourselves better than I would represent you. That's a fair <laughs> assumption. Uh, my name is Gary. I sing and play guitar in Louder Now. Okay. My name is Steve, and I play drums. I'm Keaton, and I sing and play guitar as well. All right. So there you have it. They are from, like I said, Louder Now, and you guys are actually new. To we are. Yeah. And uh, we'll we'll get into that later on, but I'm super stoked to have you guys here on your first show. And we just, there. obviously, you can probably see uh, on the, the cameras, if you are watching this, that we are eating pizza. So <laughs> I was. I ate a bunch of pizza already. But there's there's I one there's like one slice left. So, but uh, and that's what we do here at Pop Punk and Pizza. This show, if this is like your first time watching, which this is only the second episode, but pretty much what we do is different people from the pop punk community come on. We talk about what's going on every week, and we just hang out and eat pizza. That's pretty much it. Cause awesome. That's a pop punk staple, right? Totally. Pizza. We talked about that on the way over here. Yeah. All the different <laughs> pop punk staples and how pizza is the most important to all those. It is, really. Like that that's what makes me like the stereotypical pop punk kid. That's like the one thing. Everything else I'm not really I don't really do the whole dress like a pop punk kid, at least I don't think I do, but I definitely the yeah. pizza part I definitely do. This week's pop, punk, and pizza news. But first, just like get into like some of the things that have happened this last week. Um, I'm sure you guys, who's yellow card fans here? So Gary, Steve, Keaton, Keaton's okay. Keaton's like this, but um, yellow card is one of my biggest influences. Um, and I'm really obviously we talked about this before. It's their farewell yeah. tour, or the, their last album coming out. Um, and recently, they talked to uh, Spotify. They put out this best of pop punk. Or Ryan Key did from Yellow Card put out this best of pop punk uh, list on Spotify. My brother, Your br- yeah. Well, I was actually I was saying that before we went on. You, I feel like you look. Look, here, I'll get a closer look on on his face. I feel like Gary. You, you kind of look like Ryan Key. I mean, I'll, I'll take it. You know, I'll have to. I'll throw up a picture up later, and yeah. we can compare. But Sweet. I still feel like you look a little bit like Ryan Key. Um, 
But, um, you know, they kind of broke up before. They went on a hiatus, right. is what they called it, uh, back in 2008. And they kind of touched on in this uh, alternative press article that I was looking at, they kind of touched on uh, what happened there. He pretty much, Ryan said, they decided that uh, they were going to, you know, take some time off the road and uh, just kind of get away from making records and touring just uh, to recharge their batteries and, and recalibrate. And, and I kind of always wondered why the hiatus happened and i guess it was they said it wasn't necessarily a breakup because yeah. a lot of people actually consider this a second breakup yeah but i guess it was just a hiatus so, so. this is the first official breakup this is the first official breakup i guess <laughs> although i still feel like that other one was a breakup in my opinion okay i don't know how long was it i mean they didn't they're uh they didn't do any shows or they didn't really put out a, n- a new record until 2011 so oh, yeah, that's a breakup. I, I, three years off? I mean, Trice does that all the time, too. <laughs> that's, Hiatus. that's true. And hasn't, hasn't Thursday done the same thing? Yeah. They did it for a period of time. Yeah, yeah but they've been on a hiatus for, what, like 15 years now? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, Thursday. we can argue that forever, but um, their their final record, which is called The Yellow Card, comes out this Friday, which there's going to be a separate episode that you can watch or listen to that's pretty much going to be dedicated on that. And I think uh, Jake from Sleep On It is going to be here to talk about that. Nice. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, and even with this current breakup, they haven't really gone into details on really why. Like, just yeah. they just say it was a long process of coming to terms with why this needed to happen. Yeah. Did you like their last record, Lift a Sail? I did not listen deeply enough to anything past ocean avenue oh really yeah i thought i thought i read or i thought we were talking about this or maybe i saw it on facebook that you like gave um a southern air or the uh record before that a listen and liked it maybe maybe i was talking to someone else but i thought it was you i was talking to i don't i don't remember i don't remember hearing it if i did i mean i've heard like songs from albums after ocean avenue that i and i liked all of them Mm -hmm. so to me, it's not lying if I say that like I'm a Yellow Card fan because Ocean Avenue, especially in terms of old pop punk stuff, like the 2002 era of pop punk, yeah, is front to back. I mean, every single song on that album I think is great. So, oh yeah, no, I I agree, man. I'm obviously that was the first album I picked up of Yellow Card. Yeah. So and I didn't uh, actually listen to it until like 2005. Oh really? So and it came out in 2003. Yeah. So you know it. Yeah. Uh, it took me a couple of years. It was actually the first girlfriend I had in high school. She was a big fan. Nice. <laughs> she was a big fan of Yellow Always. Card, and she's like, "Oh my god, you got to listen to this." As, as as iffy as I am about uh, on the fence with like loving Yellow Card as I am, I guess I have to credit them for getting me into this type of music. Like I told you earlier, I grew up in tiny towns where all we had was Casey's, and that was it. And the only way I got into music, other than like country or just like beer rock nickelback sort of stuff was because uh what was that first single they had way away way away and then stare at the sun by thrice was on a video game i was playing at the time i was like man these two bands are awesome okay that had to be like 2003 yeah yeah that's like right when the album came out yeah wow also so, th- so thanks, Yellow Card. Yeah, nice. <laughs> I know what you're and talking Trice. about with uh, with video games. I remember there was a uh, 
a skateboarding, uh, I think it was a skateboarding video game. Maybe there were actual rollerblade guys in it too. I can't. I'm trying. I can't remember the name of the video game, but I remember one of the songs that would play when you were doing your skateboarding part of the game or whatever was um, was less than Jake. Nice. Um, but yeah, and I remember that was always one of my favorite games to play, and I played it just so I could hear like <laughs> that song. one less than Jake song, or, or maybe it was two less than Jake songs in there. But it was kind of like when you played the the original Tony Hawk, am yeah. I right? Oh yeah, that's and Superman. Absolutely. Oh god, yeah, Superman. <laughs> what what a box car racer was on that too, right? I feel like uh, half. I don't think the first one. Not the first one. It was. A oh, I later. thought box car was... racer was on the first one. No, the first one was a lot more old. Goldfinger's all I remember. Like, from yeah, the first yeah Goldfinger. <laughs> obviously <laughs> Superman, but I'm yeah, trying Kennedy's. to remember. Because Boxcar, wasn't that like a little bit later, like 2005? That yeah, wasn't even in... So. That was at least after the second Tony Hawk game. Yeah. Because I played those games religiously, and I did not okay. hear Boxcar. Gotcha. It was a lot of old punk, like Dead Kennedys and Bad Religion. And yes. Yeah. Less that, Jake and stuff like Mill and Colin. That was, uh, that was another classic... Oh, God, it makes me still so good. <laughs> it makes me want to uh, break out my PS One again because so I good. think I have one around I here. I think somewhere. you have six Xbox Three Sixties <laughs> over there. So those aren't mine. Those anything. are my brother. Um, my other older brother uh, fixes up old Three Sixties. Nice. And yeah, there's a bunch of them over there. So now there's going to be a bunch of people looking for my house and Lutin. stealing. Lutin Actually, the they'd rather have what's the newest Xbox One or I, I, I don't know I, One. Yeah, they'd I was probably rather about have this that. The, day, the last console that I bought uh-huh. was PlayStation 1. Was it really? The last new video game that I played was Crash Bandicoot Warped. Dude. Oh, I what? fell off the video game Dude. thing so Jesus. hard. Dude. That, that was is like so the hard. first game that came out for PlayStation. Yeah, and it was awesome. <laughs> Dude. And I didn't need anything else because that game was the best. Crash Bandicoot mm-hmm. and um, ta- a Crazy Taxi, but that was PlayStation 2. Yeah, see, I wasn't involved in all that. <laughs> Crazy that Taxi was, was on... Dreamcast. It it was on Dreamcast, I think, as well, yeah. Crazy Taxi was was awesome. That was one of my favorite. And actually, it was an arcade game. You could go to, like, uh, different... I think Hidden Cove and uh, Bourbon A, uh, they were like a a family park. They had the the arcade game that you could play. But um, anyway, so um, definitely going to miss Yellow Card. I wasn't a big fan of Lift the Sail, um, but I did understand that they were trying something different yeah and it was i think it, from what i've read it was something that was therapeutic for them and as all of us as musicians we can totally relate to that sure. even if people don't connect with it at least you wrote something that you can yeah be proud of and that something that um reflects off of how you're currently feeling at that point in yes, your life definitely so um good for them and then uh, another thing i was really disappointed this week i you know, as you guys know, I'm a big Green Day fan, and they were supposed to play in Chicago this uh, this last week. It, was, it got canceled just like two or three days before the show. Yeah, and apparently there was some kind of illness um, throughout the the band and the. I think they maybe said the crew too, but mm. I just it was very. I don't know. That's all it said. Illness, and then they postponed three of the first dates. I think through like the 24th, and. Uh, that so sucks. It, I was really disappointed, but you know, like I get it. I just obviously hope they feel better, but they still haven't announced when the new dates are going to be yeah. yet. So, and they did release another single too called "Still Breathing." How is it? Because I did not like the first one, dude. Uh, well, did you listen to the second one? What's the second one? Uh, Revolution Radio. Is that the one with the, the radio on fire? 
Well, that's just the so, album cover. So what was the first song? First song was Bang Bang. Okay, that's the one I listened to. Didn't like it. Honestly, the first time I heard it, I it's not that I didn't like it, but it wasn't... Usually you listen to a Green Day song and it usually grabs you mm-hmm. right away. It's like ultimately gets stuck in your head that first time. Yes. I listened to it. I'm like, this isn't catchy. Yeah. But I was like, I like the um, the really punk yeah. dynamic to it. I very fast. To it again. Um, I did like that aspect of it. I don't like the way Billy Joe's voice is processed, um, but I... I I don't know. I guess I'm just not a fan of maybe some of the effects yeah, on it, but sure. um, I do like I do like Bang Bang. Uh, Revolution Radio, I think you might like better. Cool. But um, definitely Still Breathing is the most... Um, it, it's way different from the first two singles. Okay. It's got a totally different vibe, and I like it the best so Sweet. far. Um, excited to check it out. Yeah. I totally check it out. Um, so that's... Yeah, Revolution Radio, that comes out October 7th. And then, obviously, another big thing. Actually, this probably touches with you guys, since I mean, you are you guys do play obviously pop punk uh, covers as well and louder now. But you guys primarily play emo, and of course, this last week, My Chemical Romance put out their tenth uh, anniversary yes. edition of Black Parade. Did you any of you guys listen to that? No, we posted the the demos from our Facebook page yesterday. Okay. The, the unreleased demo things, but yeah. I haven't actually listened to them. I honestly, I listened to, like, uh, the clips of, of some of them, and uh, it's always cool to hear, like, the unfinished yeah. product yeah. of it all. And um, it, it's not necessarily, like, oh, that's so cool, they should have done it that way. Right. Because I, I, I didn't get that from the clips that I listened to, yeah. but I still thought it was... I'm going to boycott it. Are you going to boycott they it? They scared everyone into thinking they were coming okay. back on tour. Okay. When when they announced, yeah, when they, <laughs> they put tricked everyone. When they did that and they put um, you know, the the teaser video out there and the the different uh pic- the picture um I forget what uh the flag. The flag, the yes. Time. Thank you. Um I honestly from just some of the things I've read over the last couple of years, I did not I knew there wasn't going to be a reunion. Oh, I totally thought there was. I mean, everybody did. Just because I remember reading an interview with Gerard saying that you know Black Parade was actually supposed to be their last album. Yeah, it was supposed to, that was supposed to be the finale. And honestly, like it makes sense. You listen to the record; it's it's just done so well. Yeah, and happy. it would have been a perfect way to yeah, just I say mean, that's it. It was probably more because like Motion City was doing their final tour yellow card doing their final tour so everybody probably just thought hey yeah they're probably gonna do theirs too yeah yeah you know what i could i mean i can see i'm not saying i don't see where people were going i guess it was just my first reaction was there's not anything happening and another thing i wonder too is if i bet this 10th anniversary release is mainly fueled by the record company and probably not by the band yeah this, it's a very easy way yes. to make a lot of money. <laughs> exactly. Steve's <Yeah. clears throat> Steve's doing the 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 money, uh, whatever uh, dough money sign. I don't know. What well, you it's call like that. everybody's jumping back onto that bandwagon. I mean, all these bands we mentioned. Plus, like you got bands like uh, Real Big Fish doing their twenty years since uh, Turn the Radio Off. Yeah, too. Like, they're not milking it like a lot of other bands do, though. Yeah, but yeah, I actually speaking of Real Big Fish, um, I'm thinking about going to that show. I mean, I've seen Real Big Fish. The most times out of 
any band I've seen live. Um, I've probably seen them like 10 to 15 times. Are they good at, live? Do you like them? Because I've not seen them. They're yet. super fun. They're I just sp- saw them at Warped Tour with you. That's right. Uh, <laughs> um, I remember nice. seeing you there. Because I remember seeing like the Money Money Boss Tones back in Warped Tour 2002. That I was, was like, there one of the for that funnest show. things ever. Yeah. Dude, like, I, was, I was in the pit for that. Someone got engaged the at that pit. show. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah that was no, actually there's, there's pit. There was a giant pit for that. It was nuts. Which <laughs> um, skanking. That was actually, they were one of the first bands to actually do that because I think they made that a tradition at a lot of their shows on their tours like someone got engaged at almost every single show I oh, think. really <laughs> yeah like that became like a, a tradition for them for a while That's but awesome. that was my first warp tour uh, oh, yeah, mine the, too, I, yeah. I was 12 years old <laughs> That's nuts. i think i think i was 14 yeah and dude 2002 was one of the best years because in my opinion you, you had the best combination of punk ska pop punk and emo bands well that was right when thursday just uh, released full collapse yes. and it was massive like and then, everybody was at that main stage for them yeah and you had finch too i wasn't 2002 was an awesome <laughs> year for music i agree well especially for for that scene well, a lot of those bands put out their second like the good charlotte's uh, young and hopeless was 2002 that's right it that was like a huge follow-up to the first album and then some 41 put out does this look infected Crazy, Oof. like, Oof. yep. So many good albums came <laughs> is, out. Is Keaton is that one of your favorites, or or, or is that like an ooh, like no? <laughs> uh, my eighth grade field trip was to Springfield, and before we left, we stopped at a mall just to mill around, and I bought that record and listened to it the whole way back. And that's awesome. why he's in the van. <laughs> well, is do you guys cover some forty one? We do. Okay. We do right now. We do uh, into deep. Okay, well, because Fat Lip is really hard to play, <laughs> dude. That is a that's um that's definitely a song you don't hear bands cover. Yeah, we're gonna get there. We just gotta take a lot of time vocally. to learn. I think, vocally, because there's guys, so many alternating this. parts. <laughs> I think um one time I heard a band cover it, and of course, like a young band, and they were horrible at yeah. it. I mean, even for um like you guys were saying, like you know, all you guys are really good musicians. And, Thank you. And, I mean, it's even difficult then. It is. It's tough. It's, it's a tough one. It's not only is it a bunch of alternating vocal parts, but it's playing lead guitar parts that are intricate enough to where it throws off either the vocals or the vocals throw off the guitar part. Mm-hmm. So it's it's going to take a lot of work. But I always thought that was a hard song to sing. Yeah, you know, definitely. Like, I always loved the song, obviously, but I always thought it was just, like, way too way too hard to sing. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so the, I mean, those are just a couple things I want to touch on uh, as far as what's. Uh, obviously, there's more things than that that have happened in you know pop punk this past week. But those are a couple things that I you know picked up on. So, um, but let's you know let's talk about you guys a little more because um, I haven't had the chance to uh, talk to talk to you guys since you started this whole thing. And when I saw that you launched Louder Now, I was I was super excited because I thought this is. These guys are jumping onto something that's not gonna. It's not taking off yet, but you guys are gonna be like that. One of those first bands that started doing it is having a you know like a premier emo pop punk cover band because obviously our generation is getting yeah. older. Or we're going out to the the bars more versus going to like some of the all ages shows, yeah. things like that. And when we go, uh, want to when we want to hear a cover band, we don't want to hear our parents music or yeah. our older brother 
Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> Steve got his fuck that in there. I, I actually do like that. So I go to see those bands all nah. the time. Well, I, I know you do. You saw, what was a, a Striper? Striper last night. Dude, how was Woo. Striper? It was insane. Wait, okay, insane. remind me, what is Striper known for? Because I forgot. To Hell with the Devil. To Hell with the Devil. How do, can you Christian sing, hair metal can you band. Can sing that a little I bit? I can't. It's wait, like Christian? 80s hair metal. Wait, Christian? It's they're a, Christian? They're a Christian hair metal band from the 80s. Wow. I never thought I'd hear Christian hair metal band in the same. It's awesome because they like it's so funny because they threw out Bibles last night into the crowd like mini Bibles, <laughs> and there's so many people there that were stoked to get a Bible, but then they covered Judas Priest, Black Sabbath, and Kiss. What? And okay. I was like, this is awesome because you're not some like uptight christian band that's going to shove what you believe down people's throats yeah you're just that's what you believe and you write songs kind of about that but you can also respect where you came from as musicians and, and they even said like we wouldn't be a band if it weren't for black sabbath and judas priest and like all these bands that we that's grew up true. listening to that's true that's yeah. awesome and they covered it and they were way better than black sabbath because fuck black sabbath that band <laughs> sucks i had so uh-uh. many i had so many friends uh-uh. that went to their show in uh, tinley park um couple weeks ago, weeks ago or maybe yeah. it's maybe spent more than a couple weeks and everyone was like oh my god that was so amazing and i'm thinking yeah sorry if i offended anybody there i was I'm just like, not a fan i i mean i'm not a fan either and i don't want to poke out but i'm still thinking i'm like how could they be that amazing i mean as a group okay maybe some of the guys like i know their guitar player is pretty insane um but as a group i just don't see them being mind-blowing anymore especially with ozzy the way he is i don't know maybe it's just because i'm not a fan yeah, I don't. I don't know. They paved the way, though. Yeah, for that, for metal, they paved the way for metal. I mean, no one was doing what they were doing until they. Yeah. You know. So I don't know. I don't know what it is about that band. I was just like. It's yeah, but like, couldn't you bro. see like back in the day when there was oh, nothing totally. like that, and then totally. that came out, you would have been stoked on it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah definitely. Um. What was I gonna say? I had just just had a brain fart. I do that all the time. Um. Oh, yeah, we were talking about <laughs> you guys, and this is, you know, something that's eventually going to catch on. So, um, what songs, how, how do you guys decide which emo songs and which pop punk songs to cover? <laughs> a lot of Ar- arguing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> lots yeah. of arguing. We probably had maybe, like, at least an hour, two hour long conversation at each practice just about what songs we should be playing and trying to, like, work a way to get, you know, like an even mix of both, like, pop punk, emo stuff in there, just you know, things that we all like to listen to back in the day. And it's so difficult because there's so many songs that like, we're still struggling to fit in the set and we have 36 of them already. That's tough like, to do. man. It's hard because like, I mean, as you know, from someone who grew up in this, this scene, listening to this and, and playing this stuff, like you didn't just listen to pop punk. Usually if you listen to pop punk, you usually listen to pop rock, maybe a little bit of heavier stuff. So you and that whole scene wasn't just one specific genre. Right. You had you would have kids who would who would one weekend go see Simple Plan and Good Charlotte and the next weekend go see Under Oath and you know like some other heavier bands and stuff like that. So we're trying to mix all of that into our set list and then with a lot of these bands, you've got the big songs that were the singles, but I feel like there's some people who would want to hear the songs on the album that weren't singles the deeper cuts that like was their favorite song on the album. So trying to kind of pepper those in it's, it's hard because there's a lot of those as well. It's hard to take your personal, like what, what you love out of it. Yeah. 
Oh, that's so hard. Separating to do. is and, super and hard. And then and then we all agree on a song. It's like yeah, we're all happy with it. And then somebody will say another song and be like, oh, crap, that one's better than the one we all just agreed on." <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it's happened so much. I mean, you can never make everyone happy, but I'm sure it. it you know, it's hard to get that that uh, that rotation going and and know what to pick and whatnot. But yeah, like. Um, with what you guys are saying, I, I completely agree. And, um, that's another thing too, with like, um, you're bringing up how, um, you know, people go see to go to a simple plan show, but then the next weekend go to like see under oath or yeah. something. Um, and I think that's why like modern day pop punk sounds the way it does. It doesn't sound like, you know, yeah. yesterday's pop punk or 10 years ago or 15 years ago or 20, um, is because, the um our generation has that emo influence yeah. as well as the pop punk so it's like so when you listen to like a band like real friends or knuckle puck or any of the those guys in the the current what what i call modern day yeah um it's uh like you'll hear like oh it's got that really fast you know pop right. punk beat going and then but then it like slows down there's all these crazy instrumentals and it's yeah. very like yelling and emotional and yep. you know so i mean it's come quite a long way from from the pop punk of yeah 15 years ago and i'll be honest when it first started coming out i was like this is not pop punk this is not pop punk and i was honestly same. against it same i was <laughs> same. i was the same thing you know i was just he like knows. I couldn't, I couldn't grasp it because yeah. I, you know, I come from, you know, the Green Day and the early 2000s pop punk and, um, and it was just hard for me to grasp onto that. And, but then I started to think, okay, Jake, remember what you always tell, you know, your parents or your grandparents, you know, like nothing lasts forever. Things constantly change, you yeah. know, and that's just how it is like rock hasn't obviously stayed the same no. we could argue whether it's changed for the good or for the you know <laughs> for the worse yes. um yes, and we could. we could argue the same thing about really any genre yeah. but it's just the fact that nothing stays the same and we and it's good that way obviously because we don't want to have to listen to the same newfound glory and for your strong happy 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 for forever <laughs> easy core yeah. Yeah, well, easy core yeah for your strong are like the pioneers of the easy core right that's what i always consider From what i understand yeah, yeah. Um, and I saw them at Warp Tour this last year. I wasn't super impressed. Yeah, but I didn't. I, didn't I, I am a fan. That, I am first, a f- that first album, though, it's so oh good. yeah. Well, um, get so well, die, rise or die trying. Yeah, thank you. Um, so good. Yeah, that, I remember when that album came out. Everyone and their mom was like, four years strong." You know, <laughs> we when when rise or die trying came out, um, probably like a year or two later, Fast Kid Alive wrote a song, and. There was a part in the song that had like this just open D like chuggy chord and I remember I showed it to a friend and he was like, You're trying to be four years strong and I I was like, No, we're not at all. And it didn't they, sound like it at all. Did but you, did you go to the show when they played out in Kankakee, Club Illusion? Did they like, play Club a, Illusion? Like, like it would have been shortly after that record no. they played out there. They really? did? Yeah. I did not That's know fine. that. Wow. I remember, did you play shows there? Oh, we played shows there all the time. Yeah, we played a couple of shows there with Feature. Um, actually, I remember, you remember a band called Between the Trees? Um, they they had a, a little bit of a stint. You remember yeah, those guys. Totally. Um, before they got, I can't remember what label they were signed to. Um, but before they kind of got their uh, boost in the, the scene, um, I remember we played there with them. And yeah, feature presentation. And there was this guy named Brooks Chambers, 
and he was super, super good. He, he never got the recognition that he deserved, but I remember him being, it was just like a, it's just him and a, and a keyboard, yeah. a piano. He was super awesome. Nice. Um, but, uh, but yeah, between the trees, I remember, I remember that for Club Illusion anyway, but, uh, I had no idea that, I didn't know Four Year Strong played Club we Illusion. We always played the metal shows. Right. Always. Except for, except for when I'd book you and it'd be like Projection and then like Arsenal Arkea and then maybe like Anitra and then other hardcore bands. That was always an interesting mix. <laughs> the good old days. Yeah, the good old days, man. Um, so what are, what are your favorite like emo, uh, bands to play or, or what are your current like favorite bands to cover and just in general? It's different for all of us. I mean, I'm okay. Sure. Well, I mean, we'll start with the, Gary. Gary, what's oh your man? I uh, see. I'm I'm like probably the only person in the band that likes the pop punk stuff. Maybe. <laughs> no, Dave is super into pop. punk. I was gonna okay. say Keaton. Obviously, he he said he likes a little bit. Well, he likes some like, forty one. Like you hate and... playing the anthem, <laughs> right? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I do. That's probably my favorite <laughs> that, song to play. But the that's more Charlotte. That's Dude, your that's, favorite song in the set to play. Honestly, a, it's the most fun song to this, play. That's one of the greatest songs to play. I, I think. love. Playing it's such that an song. easy, fun song. It's yeah. not so much that I don't like the song as I don't like playing it. Oh, not fun. See, I like playing it, and I like the song. If I had to pick my favorite song to play, um, there is an Amberlynn song that we're about to add to the set list. Oh, I didn't even think about Amberlynn. Oh. And the guitar solo is a lot of fun. Okay. Anything oh, that yeah. I get to play a guitar solo in is a lot of fun. You haven't even seen the stick flips I'm about to add to that song. Steve's <laughs> <laughs> a stick flipper. I like that. So are you primarily the lead guitarist then? Do you do uh, most of the For the most licks? part. Okay. Yeah. There's, cool. Keen does some stuff. Oh, but. yeah. Who... who <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do, don't you? No. <laughs> yeah, so you, you do, kind of. Okay, um, so are you guys just then have a bass player, right? Who's and the bass player? Um, and Oh, the singer, right? Yeah, Dave, Dave is our singer. He's not here okay. today. And then Dan is our bass player, and okay. he's also not here today. Well, right. Yes. But um, yeah, I just want to make sure we give those guys a shout-out, too. Yeah. Um, and yeah, fuck you guys. Dave's sleeping. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Steve, sleeping. What, what is your favorite song to play, or, one, or a couple of your favorite songs? Ooh, I mean... One of my favorites so far has been uh, "Reinventing Your Exit" by Underoath. Okay, um, I was a little more a fan of like some of the slightly more heavy, slightly more emo stuff. Um, but I could absolutely get down on a few of the pop punk jams. Like Ocean Avenue is really sick. To oh, play. dude, it's dude, just super LP fast. man, it's a banger all LP, the time. LP is such an amazing drummer, and dude, it's so oh, sad yeah. when he. It was so sad when he left yeah, Yellow Card. Totally, yeah. I honestly think that's one of the big reasons for their exit. But that guy, man, he's got some. Well, because then he went to Lost Profits, and then that whole thing with the babies happened with the guy in Lost Profits. Oh, he was playing in Lost Profits. Yeah, when I he did left not Yellow know Card. That. He went to Lost. Well, Profits. I know he played. Uh, he started. He's in another band now, and I forget what they're called. Um, no idea. I wish I could remember. He was good though. Oh God, yeah, that guy can play anything. Um, I, I got to meet him uh, on their tenth uh, anniversary for Ocean Avenue, and I'm glad that I got to meet them when he was still in the band. Yeah, you know, that's awesome. Um, but uh, but yeah, they're cool guys. So. So Under Oath, Ocean Avenue. Um, um, all-time favorite. I mean, Taking Back Sunday, anything by them, like, I'm all about. And uh, Q Without the E is, like, it's it's a love-hate relationship with that song because, like, yeah. I love it to death. But it's it's always at a spot in the set list when I'm, like, my most tired. And it's so goddamn fast. So, like, yeah, like... <laughs> It always comes up the most inopportune time, but it's fun as hell because everybody gets into it, and it's just 
no matter what, like everybody's screaming and we're all just like playing the hardest. It's great. And I love your hair. I, <laughs> I, I don't think I got to say that on the show. I said it before we started, but I have to say once again, the hair man. <laughs> and uh, Keaton, how about you, man? It, it's weird. Uh, the set list that we picked out, um, I'm weird in that everybody listened to Taking Back Sunday. Not I a didn't fan. Really, back in the day. No, I love them, and, and I've since gone back rather recently and just gone through um, their song. The two we have are, are really fun to play. Um, also, me and Dave sort of like switch off the vocal parts, so that's fun too. Oh, cool. Um, one song that that was a nightmare hit at first for us, I thought, and I you guys probably agree. Um, AFI Girls Not Gray. Oh, when we first started <laughs> playing that, it yeah. was a mess. Yeah. And now that's probably one of like my top three favorite songs that we play to play uh, in the set. It's it's really fun. That's awesome. I I honestly I agree with you on Taking Back Sunday. I had the same experience and when they first came out. I did not. I missed it. Yeah, I, I, I missed them on Thursday. I was just listening to Emery all the time, and that was pretty much it. <laughs> That's awesome. Honestly, the, I I get in this thing, and maybe this happens with you guys too, to where when a band is super popular, I don't get into them. But then after everyone's moved on, I finally Go catch back. on. I'm like, whoa! Yeah. And they're like, well, duh. Yeah. You know, when 100%. I start telling them what, yeah, absolutely. Does that yeah. happen to you guys too? Yeah, Mo- yeah. Mo- Motion City for me too. That same thing. Same. Yep. Same thing. The band rules. Dude, yep. I did not... Um, that's another band I'm obviously uh, really broken up about. Um, that Well, that they broke up. Um, but yeah, I didn't get into them until um, like 2010. And that Same. was... And they'd Way been late. around, yeah. you know, for already, what, almost 10 years. So... Um, but when I did get into them, I was like, gosh, these guys are so good. Yeah, definitely. So I, I've, I probably saw them about four times live. So. Oh, and all the Fall Out Boy songs we play are fun because <laughs> Fall Out yeah. Boy is oh. the best. Oh, yeah. I'm and everyone hard disagree with that. <laughs> what? <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Hard disagree. Okay, you guys, you guys don't play any new Fall Out Boy, though, do you? No, no. no. I didn't think so. You. Gary Dewey? We are we going to? Are we going to, Gary? That'll never happen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how could you? It's not, There's no pop punk or emo well, yeah, influence we're like in a, any we're of like those songs. like an emo rock, emo pop punk cover band, not like a... a a Hawks game arena music <laughs> or pop cover band. Top, or top, commercial top, cover top band. 40. Yeah. yeah. Now, oh, like, yeah. we try to, we're, we're really specific about what we're trying to do. Like, we're trying to keep everything in a certain um, time period, like somewhere around like the 2002, 2003, all the way up to like 2008, 2009 range of, of those songs. Where, like, these bands were just starting to get into, you know, like when the scene was developing. Yeah, you know, and everyone had like, the scene hair and the yeah, girl jeans. Like, and, everybody started, you know, like, listening to a bunch of the same stuff in high school, dressing a certain way, and yeah. it was just, like, this giant trend. We're just trying to bring that back, because it's, I mean, it's nostalgia more than anything, but, like, a lot of that stuff was really good. Yeah. You know what it's going to be for us when we're all old? We're going to be telling our grandkids when they're, you know, when we see them walk in our house with their, you know tight skinny jeans on we're gonna say you know when i was your age yeah. i had to wear girl pants yeah. <laughs> they didn't have you know what i'm saying like they Absolutely, didn't yeah. they didn't have those uh tight skinny jeans back in another reason that this band is so fun and and this is how we marketed it from day one is the whole myspace angle of it oh man myspace was such a huge huge part of this this whole scene that we're that we're doing and 
Man, going back, like I remember we we had the initial like the first couple meetings before we even started practicing. We were like, if we do this, we got to push the, the MySpace thing super hard and like make it look like we we even talked about having our website like designed to look like an old MySpace page, but that's just too much work. <laughs> yeah, well, um, that, is that something you're working on? Because I know obviously you're a graphic artist. Yeah, and you do I websites did, and stuff. I did all of the marketing for the band and the logo and all that stuff but then I wasn't about to sit down and make a website for the, like it's just not it wasn't so you're passing it. that on to someone else well we have a different website we just kind of got rid of that idea but, oh okay but all of the uh, like the teaser stuff before we actually announced what the band was like we had a, a MySpace like an ad like it, it was the old MySpace logo but it said louder now and then a T-Mobile sidekick where it was like I actually and, I remember that yeah I remember this now we had an, uh, an AOL instant messenger away message uh, <laughs> that's right I forgot and then that. right before like two days before the band actually announced what we were and who we were and what we were doing I took a screenshot of someone's MySpace from back in the day and used a blurred out picture of us and then where it says online now in the little blinking thing it says online soon so and it was like a gif that would play on Instagram, so it would just keep blinking. It's gif, like, whatever, dude. <laughs> nah, but it was fun. Like going back and revisiting all those old. I've heard it's and... G a uh, G I F, <laughs> not gif. Well, I don't. It's probably the safest way to go, dude. About it. I don't know. I've heard so many people. Gif, gif, G I F, whatever. We all know what what we're talking <laughs> about. Um, yeah, no, I do remember the whole MySpace teaser now, and I remember when I first saw that, I was like, what the hell is happening i didn't yeah. i didn't think oh it's, it's gonna be a you know yeah. an emo cover band i didn't even honestly think about that yeah so. well we don't want i don't think we wanted people to know we wanted yeah to no them. and it was really good it was very yeah. mysterious um we also did so when when the band actually announced who we were and what we were doing i made uh an ap magazine cover with us so it looked like we were on the cover of AP. I had a lot of people ask me if we were actually on the Dude, cover of AP. same. <laughs> a ton of people like, holy shit, congratulations. Well, I mean, like, back Gary, you got some, some major hookups, so I wouldn't be surprised if that was actually ended up being true. Oh, that would be that would be fun. But Hey, it may happen. Cause We've like always a, got things in the pipeline. Yeah. Well, you, like, you guys are, are, like I said, you're, um, you're starting on something before it catches on, and, and you guys are going to be on top of the wave, in my opinion. I hope so. That'd yeah. be sweet. That's 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 what it seems like anyway. And, and speaking of all this talk about Louder Now, I should mention you guys got a show coming up. If you're watching this before October 1st, that is, and in, and you're in Chicago or the Chicagoland area, you guys are playing Subterranean again, where you had your first show, right? Correct. Okay. Yes. Um, so this is uh, 21 plus. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's eight bucks. Eight bucks in advance, ten at the door. Okay. And uh, tickets at, uh, is it loudernowband.com? It's, right? If you or, go to ticketfly.com and search loudernow, all one word, you it'll show that um, okay. ticket for that show. Cool. And obviously you'll hear a lot of the songs that we were talking about. Yeah. So you'll many hear, songs. Yeah, Yellow Card to, you know, Under Oath to, you know, Taking Back Sunday to back yeah. to probably, do you guys play Thursday? Not yet. No. We're um, getting there. Soon. <laughs> soon. That's, soon. That's a tough one. We're getting there. You know, you know, yeah, it is odd because he has like a, a really eccentric voice. Yes. But we'll find a way to do it because, I mean, that is one of the top emo bands that was out there. we got to do at least one of their mm-hmm. songs. We've exactly. got four singers in the band. So yeah, literally. I was going to say, it. you guys must have some awesome like harmonies going on. Cause, we try. Yeah. We spend a lot of time working on like, <laughs> even the songs that we play <laughs> that don't have harmonies that we'll add like three-part harmonies Dude, to it. Dude, that's... Because. Hey, 
why not, man? It's why not? Um, and uh, I'm hoping to go out to this show, actually, because I haven't seen you guys yet. I'm and hoping you're at the show, too. I, exactly, because i got to check you guys out. I'm super stoked about everything you're doing. So, yeah, October 1st, Subterranean Chicago. It's 21 plus. It's at 9 p.m. Uh, go to Ticketfly.com to get your tickets. If you get them before, it's 8 bucks. If not, they'll definitely be at the door for 10, 10. bucks. Yep. So, um, It'll be a good time. Yeah, definitely. Sure. And yeah, check out loudernowband.com. It's your guys' official website. And people, you guys have some like videos and stuff of you playing, don't you? Yeah, we've, we've recorded a couple, uh, like, we call me, what is it, acoustic apartment kitchen sessions. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, just that's what I remember. And, and uh, just do like little acoustic versions of, of parts of songs and stuff like that. So we've done like Motion City and Fall Out Boy and Cartel and stuff like that. So It'd be cool if you guys did with Motion City like done if you just did like one show completely dedicated to them we've kicked around the idea of and it's something that we will be doing eventually is doing like a like a band of the month type of thing oh where we nice play um, like a block of five or six songs by one band in the middle of the set um, because I don't think any of us have the patience to learn an entire two and a half hour set worth of one band's material. That's true. You could always just play like one of their albums or something. Yeah, you we know. could. We could. Yeah, some of the know. deeper cuts that we or that, usually get to. Yeah, yes. that too. Yeah. Yes, very nice. It'll be fun though to to kind of figure out who those bands are going to be, and then um, I'm already excited about whenever the Taking Back Sunday one happens is because that it, I mean that's where the name of the band came from. That's a Taking. Back I was going to ask you where did the name come from? Louder now is the Taking Back Sunday album. Oh, okay. So. I'm not as at that big of a yeah. Taking Back Sunday fan to no, know, cool. but you should listen to that album because it's incredible. Okay, I gotta yeah. di- I gotta dive honestly. I gotta dive back into some of this stuff before I come see you guys, so that way I'm not like completely surprised yeah. and completely <laughs> oblivious to what you're playing. You no, know? you'll know. I mean, you'll we, we do a lot of the big songs, the singles. The scenes, so you'll yeah. know a lot of those. I'm sure. I'm sure I will. Um, what else was I going to say? Oh yeah, I mean another. Uh, this is all obviously impossible to pull off, but with the 10th anniversary of, of Black Parade, you know that uh, that's something else I would love to see a band do is yeah. play that whole record. But that's like that's a taking on a huge task if you actually want it to sound amazing and because so, oh, people yeah. expect totally. certain things, and obviously that's uh, such a staple in that in yeah. the emo genre. I mean, I sat down couple weeks ago and listened to just the black parade song with the intention of like hey maybe we could cover this and i just got anxiety because there's just so <laughs> much there's so much going on but which the my chem- are so high yeah i've Wh- heard that song like twice yeah <laughs> it's oh i remember back in the day when it was on q101 all the time in chicago up until a couple months ago keaton had never heard a single note on that album really never Not listened to it. you didn't you didn't just get into that that record at all Right, right after, but uh, three cheers. Three cheers. Mm-hmm. I got into like super into just like really, really heavy music. Okay, well that makes sense. I mean, for what the band you were in, the band you were in at the time, and really heavy music, and then Panic at the Disco, <laughs> secretly, <laughs> secretly, away from yeah. everyone. Yeah, I was going to tell anybody. I was going to say you probably would have been kicked out of the uh, <laughs> kicked out of Arsenal Arcade if you would have said, "Hey, I'm listening to Panic." They'd be like, "Uh, get the heck out." <laughs> Um, and speaking of, I remember um, seeing My Chemical Romance at 2004 Warp Tour, nice. and of course, obviously that was before Black Parade. And they, after their set, they played on in the amphitheater, and after their set, they were taking um, pictures up in the lawn, um, okay. and they were covered in fake blood, and they had like these 
cheerleaders around them and they were taking these pictures. I remember going up to them and just, you know, I was like 14, so I was like shy and like, oh, I want to say something to them, you know. Right. But I just said, you know, like, hey, uh, cool set. Like, you know, like, you know, I didn't know what to say. You know? Right. But um, it was still just like really random because, you know, I'm just, I was just chilling and all of a sudden I see you know them like i said covered in fake blood with these cheerleaders right in the lawn area of the you know how well it was tweeter yeah. back then and it was just like just kind of like right. weird to walk on or yeah. walk upon totally. um of course they weren't you know as big then so no there was no one swarming them either yeah so. that was i saw them in 2005 at the first taste of chaos tour it was them my chemical romance the used Senses fail, under oath, bleed the dream. Was that Azalea Donning or Killswitch Engage on that Kill one? Killswitch Engage. Killswitch. Oh, my Aragon God. Ballroom. I it saw was that so one good. in Milwaukee. So good. What a good tour. Static Lullaby. That, th- those those first couple Taste of Chaos tours were yeah. pretty incredible. Those bills were stacked. Yeah, and I remember the turnout was huge. Do they even do that tour anymore? They just brought it back this year. That's what I thought. Taking Back Sunday, Dashboard early november and sayosin okay i thought yeah. i saw the early november and maybe didn't um didn't starting line play like one of the shows maybe i think they were or, on a couple maybe one but at least at least one yeah. i thought it was a couple dates up in the east coast okay that's what i thought i saw that tour in milwaukee you know how milwaukee's got like the three levels at eagles ballroom yeah los lonely boys was playing upstairs what? Oh, I like that band too. <laughs> so you can hear like, it's just a bunch of people in cowboy hats and big belt buckles, like waiting in line to get upstairs while these like emo kids are trying to get in the other super room. Super good at guitar. I love that uh, that debut single they put out. Heaven. Get, that song uh, is so good. I get to actually, I get to play that on uh, the country station I work for. That's awesome. I, so like, anytime I I have like time, I'll throw it in there because I love that song. <clears throat> that is a great song. All right, so let's get to our pop punk picks of the week. Pop Punk Picks of the Week. Three, two, one. Should I let you guys go? You I'm going to get in first? trouble for this. I know you are. You need I'm a sound effect for, for that. Uh, I, d- I do. Wah, wah. I actually, yeah. <laughs> I, I usually do, and I'm a little, uh, I'm, I've been bad. I'm a little behind on my, uh, getting my, um, my sound effects in order, but there maybe actually in post production there will be. So. Oh, well, you have that sad maybe. trumpet that we played earlier. I do have the sad trumpet. Oh, where is it? I have the sad trombone. Yes. And you know what? You know what I forgot to do too. I forgot to give you guys a round of applause when you first came on. So I'll give you that round of applause now. You know, may as well. Um, but uh, no, this is. Uh, so yeah, our pop punk picks of the week. Um, I'll let. Uh, I'll let louder louder now go first. And so I I had spoken to you earlier this week about you know you asked me what we were listening to yeah and I completely spoke for myself and not for my band. <laughs> some some of us are definitely not listening. Yeah, I I have heavily heavily been listening to um, Good Charlotte, their new album, um, specifically the Life Changes song and. Um, yeah, and then uh, they they're just not into it. So yeah. I shouldn't have uh, jumped again on that one, but it's a great hey, song. I think it's great. I like it. I'm a f- yeah. I mean, it sounds like it sounds like uh, kind of like old good Charlotte. I don't. Yeah, I don't I have a problem with the song musically, lyrically. I- Big problem. <laughs> Big problem. Big problem. Oh, it's well. If you it's talk just so lyrically, cliche and just like all the tropes of it's classic. It's classic. Good Charlotte. Yeah. I mean, you know, they're they're doing what they're known for. 
and they totally. probably want to give the fans what they want. Everyone likes the old yes. stereotype. Technically, the lyrics are better than the original Good Charlotte song. No, they Uh-oh, are. Oh, here because, we go. Because back in the day, like, all their songs are about life as a, like, 13, 14-year-old, and they were all, like, 30 years old. So I was just like, <laughs> hey, how are you relating to that at all? But that's fine, I guess. I mean, that's tr- you do your thing. Yeah. No, it's true. Um, All right, so... I guess uh, here we go. Life changes. It's uh, good Charlotte, right? Yes, sir. All right. Let's go now. It's open season. Going through these life changes. Got to keep my feet moving. Good Charlotte here on Pop Punk and Pizza on bangerangradio.com. And that is Louder Now's uh, Pop Punk Pick of the Week, or I should say mainly Gary. It's Gary from Louder Now's Pick of the Week. Um, now, my Pick of the Week um, isn't uh, as mainstream, um, but uh, I really uh, dig this guy. His name is Mike Frazier. Um, I used to, back when I used to book a lot of touring bands when they'd come through in the area you know they'd hit me up and of course uh projection would like you know switch shows with them hey we need a show in 
totally. Florida. Yeah. You know, when you come here, we'll help you out, whatever. Um, but I first met Mike. Uh, he played in a band called Random Holiday from Virginia. I think it was like three years ago or something they played here in Mantino. And they since broke up, and then he started um, like a solo act. He just called himself Mike Frazier. Um, and he's got a, a sophomore EP coming out on uh, October 21st. It's called Complete Control. On his own uh, record, which I'm a record company, he's got his own label called Geneva Records. And I was actually, honestly, like, he, he rolled it out pretty legitimately, I think. Um, as good as, you know, an independent label can be. Sure. And uh, so he, uh, just this last week, released uh, the first single called F35. And it's it's since this is political season, this song is actually kind of like f- fueled politically. Yeah. Um. So I I thought figured you know this is like the perfect song to uh, do since we're in that political season. There you go. Um. And that's a lot of his uh I guess subject of a lot of his song. He's actually he got a song about Donald Trump on his first EP. That's uh pretty funny. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but uh and actually another cool thing about Mike um. I don't know if you guys, we were just talking about MXPX actually, but Mike Herrera, the lead vocalist of MXPX, he's got his own podcast called the Mike Herrera Hour, which you can listen to on Adobe Radio, and I I, I don't listen to it as much as I used to, because I used to go for long drives all the time, and I I literally listen to every episode, but I still uh, listen now and then, and Mike uh, was actually on his show not too long ago, and I thought it was so cool, like he got to hang out with Mike Herrera on his podcast, and I was totally jealous, I was like, dude, that's so cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, But anyway, so this song is called F35, like I said, um, Mike Frazier, it's from his upcoming EP called Complete Control. You can go to um, GenevaRecords.com to actually pre-order it before it comes out on um, October 21st. So uh, enjoy. Well, the Top, your buddy ever wants to fight. 
right, that's Mike Frazier, F35. That is my pop punk pick of the week here on Pop Punk and Pizza. That's from his brand new EP. It's coming out October 21st called Complete Control through Geneva Records. Go to Geneva GenevaRecords.com to uh, snag that. And you can also check out a really uh, great review of that at uh, SubStreamMagazine.com. And I, I don't know, like, when I hear that song, it's like an info. I hear no effects. I hear Sum 41, and I hear Green Day kind of like. Yeah. I don't know. That's just what I think of when I'll I hear that song. Throughout. Yeah, because his voice kind of sounds like Derek, but I feel like, it, I don't know, There's, it, it's not, like, as whiny as, like, uh, well, I don't know if Fat Mike is whiny, but I don't know. For yeah. some reason, I just think of those three bands when I hear that song. Yeah. I don't know. But I really like it. I really dig yeah, it. That's a good song. So, yeah, sure. definitely. I dig it. So. Yeah. I uh-huh. do it. Well, hey, uh, louder now here. We got Gary, got Steve, got Keaton. They are playing. If you're watching this before October 1st, please check them out um, at Subterranean in Chicago, 9 p.m. It's a 21 plus show. Eight bucks if you go to ticketfly.com before the show. Otherwise, uh, ten bucks at the door. And they are Chicagoland's premier emo band. They also play pop punk. So premier, yeah. We premier. also, if you missed that show, we have uh, we're playing October twenty eighth at Dirty Nellies in Palatine, and then November eighteenth at the Cubby Bear in Wrigleyville. And you never know, maybe like you guys will like tour the maybe. whole country. Probably a couple. not, <laughs> but oh, the October twenty eighth show at Nelly's is a Halloween show, so you should dress up because it'll be sweet. What do you? Who's playing before that too? Um, are you guys ha- into it over it and me without you? Yep. Wait, that's a it's a separate show before our show. So oh their no, show shit. ends. What if you're into those bands? Yeah. Oh wow. They're wait. They're playing at Dirty Nelly's on the twenty eighth. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. So you guys are playing right after them. Wow. Right after. I them. forgot me without is. Have, did they break up? Oh yeah, they broke up, and now they're back. Apparently, <laughs> you know that's we. You know we talked about yellow card obviously yeah. a lot in this episode, and a lot of I saw some comments online. People were saying, "Okay, good to know. See you in five years." Yeah. You know, like, and yeah. and maybe I. You know, I wonder if the same thing, if that'll happen with them, or if it'll happen with Motion City when or, they want to make a little bit of money, right? Or you know, they decide whatever other projects they're doing aren't making the money, and they think, well, we could reunite i mean a lot of bands have done that that called it we talked about thrice earlier that's another one thursday they did that yeah so i'm wondering if these bands bands will have like a 25th year anniversary (laughs) like 15 years from now right well i guess it'd be 10 years from now. they're definitely gonna try i mean if they can make some sort of money off it like imagine going to uh, an ocean avenue 25th year anniversary (laughs) tour with like 40 year olds yeah (laughs) (laughs) i mean because like bands bands from 30 years ago yeah. do that stuff now so why wouldn't these bands do? I wonder if it's a different thing or if they'll actually do that now or I mean I honestly wouldn't be shocked yeah I, I could totally maybe not all of them but I could no. see, you know I could I could see that I could see it happening with, with someone or maybe a couple yeah you know definitely because I mean even like classic rock bands are doing that you know their 40th anniversary or their yeah. you know whatever it is so but um yeah, no, I I just want to say thank you to you guys for, you know, driving down here cuz I know, you know, I'm out I'm considered in the boonies for for most people in the, you know, Chicagoland area. You are tucked away nicely. I here. am. T- <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> it means a lot to uh me that you guys stopped by and this was fun. I hope thank you guys you for having us. Yeah, no, absolutely. No yeah. problem. And I hope, you know, we can do this again. You guys come back. Absolutely. We can talk about other stuff and maybe um if you guys are going to do like a, a special 
show just on you know like taking back sunday or yeah or whoever else so and yeah like i said i'm really hoping to go out to the first so awesome should be a good time we should, love to have you we should do 10 more to get you that free pizza <laughs> yeah there we yeah. we'll do 10 more shows uh and 10 more pizzas unless well maybe next time we could order like two pizzas two pizzas <laughs> speed the process up <laughs> book it up yeah thinking? that's what i'm saying yeah we gotta we gotta speed the process up so uh like i said loudernowband.com please check those guys out also make sure you follow all the bangerang radio social medias um and the uh, pop punk and pizza social medias as well um twitter is a uh, pop punk and pizza pod uh we are on instagram pop punk and pizza podcast uh, facebook obviously um and then yeah bangerang radio twitter is uh, a bangerang radio um facebook page and all that if you want to follow me on twitter on air with jj or you know send me a friend request on uh, my personal facebook page that's totally cool under uh, Jacques Lamour. Some people know me as Jake, um, but on my podcast, I'm known as Jacques. So if it would have been my way on the radio, I have to be Jake. But here I can be Jacques. They forced so. you to be Jake. They did. Depression, you don't really hear man. a guy named Jacques playing yeah. uh, country, uh, music? country music yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or top forty music for that matter. Anything's so possible, man. Anything is possible. But anyway, um, and I, I should also mention our uh, show, our next show. Um, is pretty much going to be covering Yellow Card's brand new record that comes out this Friday on the 30th. And uh, Jake from a uh, pop-punk alternative uh, Chicago-based band called Sleep On It is going to be here. So it's kind of like having two Jakes in the studio. But he's supposed to be uh, coming by to uh, kind of review that record, so that they just be... got signed to Equal Vision, and that is awesome. I know I was going to them. Yeah, that's cool. another that's another yeah. reason to have him stop by is to, awesome. to talk about that. I'm really happy for those very, guys. Yeah, very happy for those. And dudes. I think it's it's later this month their EP comes out, isn't it? I believe so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So Chicago bands are killing it, dude. Yeah, dude. Chicago music scene awesome has never been better. It's awesome to see. Yeah, it really is. So once again. Pop Punk and Pizza. I'm Jacques Lamore. Gary, Steve, Keaton, thank you guys so much for uh, watching and listening here on uh, BangerangRadio.com. See you later. See ya. Thanks. Bye. Hey, hello. It's nice to meet you. Hey, come in and have a slice of pizza. Hey, hello. It's nice to meet you. Hey, come in and have a slice of pizza. 